Welcome to the Creative Couples Podcast, where we share stories and insight to support creative work in marriage. I'm Spencer. And I'm Frankie. And today we are talking about how our day jobs helped our creative freelance careers. But uh, before we get started, Frankie, would you rather have more time or more money? Mm. Probably more money. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No explanation. Well, I feel like if you have more money, then you potentially can get yourself more free time. That's how I would have thought about it. Really? The moment you said that, I was like, yeah, because you can, everybody has the same amount of time. Yeah. Sure. It'd be great to have more time. Yeah. Maybe I guess more time in life in general, but if you don't have more money to do things in life that you want to do. Oh, that's what you meant. So I took that as more like more time in the day, like not be so busy. Uh, If you're uh, talking about like, would I rather live longer or have more money? I would rather live longer. I don't know if I meant anything. I just asked a question. Well, I guess I'll stick with my original answer. Would you rather not have a nose or not have eyes? (laughs) Not have a nose. (laughs) Nose is kind of getting away anyway, so we can get rid of them. But that means you can't smell. That means you can't taste. What is a life without You can taste food? a little bit. It would just be muted, right? Without your nose? I think so. Mm. I know it mutes flavors, but I don't know. All right. Well, that's I'm your answer. I'm not going to pretend to know, but I just feel like as a visual person, why You'd would I- You'd rather have your eyeballs. Absolutely. Cool. It's great. For sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> that's going to get cut. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It may not. So let's jump into talking about day jobs. What do we mean by a day job? Let's start there. We're defining day job as anything that is steady, hourly or salaried, but essentially something that takes up the majority of your week, probably more than 25, 30 hours a week. And it's something you can count on. So we want to talk about our experiences and kind of just go through the timeline of what that looked like for us and how that helped us grow our careers outside of those day jobs as well, especially you. Yep. Because <laughs> I still have a day job. It's great. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's important. Anytime soon either. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. I think we should caveat this with there are definitely day jobs that could potentially not be beneficial for freelance careers. Definitely, We'll use some examples of those as well as we talk about the episode because we've been in jobs where we're like, this isn't really advancing my creative I've had many of them. career yeah. <laughs> in any way. <laughs> in our experience, we've actually been grateful for the day jobs that we've had because I think we've broken it down into three areas that they've helped our freelance careers. One, financially, they've had financial benefits. Two, skill building, mm-hmm. they've helped us grow in our skills. And three, new opportunities, either through relationships at those jobs or through experiences yeah. at those jobs. As we share our experience, we'll talk about those three different areas. We'll keep bringing them up to show examples of this was helpful because of this. This was helpful because of this. So let's start with the first jobs we had when we got married, which was in 2015. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even in marketing yet, and you weren't pursuing music. No, right before we got married, I was a youth intern where we met. Mm -hmm. Uh, So working with kids all the time. It's a great job. But once we got married, that was it for that job. And so I ended up working two days a week at a Mother's Day Out program and also nannying for another family a few of the days that I wasn't at the Mother's Day Out program. An example of a job that wasn't necessarily helping 
me being be an artist. Yeah. Were you even thinking about being an artist at that time? It was one of those things that felt like a dream that was never going to actually happen. It's like, oh, it's a nice thought and maybe in another life. But I think I quickly discovered I am not someone who loves being with a bunch of kids all day, every day. So I think that's where I started thinking. Because it's like, even though I had to be there two days a week, I started thinking through, well, this isn't sustainable long term for my sanity. Yeah. But I guess in some ways, having three days where I wasn't necessarily at an organized place, like teaching kids, you could argue that was actually really helpful and instrumental in some way of me getting back into instrumental. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. In me getting back into music and writing, because that's what I would spend my free days doing. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't completely not helpful. But I guess it gave you the opportunity in time. It gave you... Because it wasn't full-time. Right. It was a part-time thing. Very part-time. And that actually might be a place where a lot of listeners may find themselves where they're pursuing something creatively and they're trying to make that full-time. You can't maybe do a full-time job on top of that. And so a lot of creative types will split their time with two part-time roles to do the creative thing, but also then they have to make money Totally. in the meantime, at least when they're building it and getting started. So anyways, that's what I was doing. What were you doing? Yeah. On my end, I wasn't in marketing, like I said, and I wasn't doing any video or photo work. I wasn't really doing anything creative. Yeah. You didn't even own a camera. At all. No. Uh, I was working in healthcare and like a call center training role. I definitely try to choose to believe the mindset that nothing is a waste unless you make it a waste. And so I will never call that job a waste of time. Uh, I learned a lot, learned a lot about how to work and I met people, relationships. I'm already starting to use one of those three things, met people and had opportunities to work on different sales and marketing teams, even though I wasn't on the sales and marketing team. And those relationships and those opportunities helped me get the marketing job in 2016 that I ended up working at for four and a half years and provided a lot of great opportunities. So that's a good example of my first job when we got married. It wasn't really helpful for any type of creative career, but my time there, kind of like you just said, helped me realize more like this just really isn't what I want to do. If I want to do something more creative, I've got to make a move and a decision. And there will be jobs like that potentially in a lot of people's lifetimes where it seems like a good job or it's an okay job, but if it's not helping you get to where you want to go and you have a clear idea of where you want to go, that's a good sign you might want to try something different. What was that? 2016 is when I started that job. You, I guess, had just started making more serious strides to become an artist and songwriter. So the beginning of 2016, before Spencer took his marketing job, I took a part-time job as a music director at a church. Um, and I was still doing the Mother's Day Out thing actually for a year along with that. Yeah, they were both part-time. Yeah, they were both part-time. And I just wanted to be around music again. And the fact I was getting paid to do that was amazing. And I was super excited about it. Um, and then 2017, that eventually became a full-time job, which for me just led to a lot of relationship building with other music directors in the Nashville area. So it's like, I've grown up here and and I knew a lot of people already, but getting to know them in the context of writing songs for churches or um, leading churches in music, that was really instrumental in me just even thinking and dreaming about becoming an artist and kind of diving back into that. And so I released music for the first time in 2017 
before that, it was like an EP when I was, I don't know, maybe 2010, 2009, 2010. You have to dig for it. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I think we took it down. Probably. It's not a bad EP. Yeah, it's just it's young. Just, it's a 17-year-old, yeah. you know? But, yeah. <laughs> so going back to our three ways that that job helped you, we talked about financially, mm-hmm. skill building, and opportunities through relationships or experience. Yeah. It like, hit how, all of those. Yeah. How do you feel like it helped you financially? Yeah. Well, I mean, having a second part-time job, something else that was dependable, we knew was coming, you well, know, Well, especially every once month. it became full-time. And once it became full-time, I was also able to not do the Mother's Day Out thing anymore, which was really great. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean- it, it was a small church, yeah. low salaried position, but yeah. just the fact that it was salary, you knew yeah. you could count on it. Yeah. Like that can and be really- And I could make my and, own schedule and yeah. dream up, like it was my job to dream up what the Music whole looked thing like. looked like yeah. for the church, which yeah. was pretty cool. And you had some great support of just pursuing artistry yeah. and what yeah. that looked like and songwriting and yeah. that was encouraged. And so I think finding something like that, I know that sounds, for some people might be- I don't know how to find that or look for that. I think a lot of times you just have to have good relationships with the people that you work with yeah. so that you can make sure that it's both benefiting whoever you work for and also your goals and dreams for your career as well. Yeah. How did it help with skill building? Well, I think just having to memorize things again, just I hadn't had to do that in a while and even playing guitar on a more regular basis and having to support myself in leading, like in leading songs, like my guitar was my main support, but then it was like teaching other musicians to do their stuff. Well, I just had to become sharper and not just my instrument, but the piano. So I could communicate to someone like, Hey, play this or a djembe even. I am not a drummer, but I could tell someone like, Hey, this is, this is what you should do. Yeah. It's like you had to learn the language for each instrument a little bit better, which helped prepare you for when you would one day play with a lot more musicians who yeah. are really good at what they do. And I think because some of the vision of the church, the pastor really wanted songs that were written specifically for that church. And I had kind of dabbled in doing things like that before I took that job, but all of a sudden it was part of my job description to do that. And so I was like, I don't really know how to do this. So I kind of had to learn in that, especially, you know, opportunities through relationships and experiences. Like I learned to be a better writer by being at that church and then meeting other people who wrote and it's also connected. It's really cool. Yeah. I was going to say we're jumping ahead a little bit, but fast forward to this past year when you signed a publishing deal, like you can literally trace back all the way to taking that job, how it led to that. Yeah. And that's how I even landed that job was people knowing me. Yeah. We'll get back to the episode in just a second, but will you do us a quick favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, there are a few ways you can help support its growth. One, subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening and leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Two, go to our website at thecreativecouples.com and subscribe to our email list. We're dedicated to making it an email you'll look forward to getting when each episode comes out and it will have extra inspirational content you won't get anywhere else. Three, if you're on Instagram, give us a follow at Creative Couples Podcast. We will link all of this in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. So in the meantime, on my end, in 2017, I had taken this marketing job. And what was cool is that as you were pursuing artistry and wanting to build your brand, I was learning how to be a better marketer, 
it was also a really good learning environment for me. And they needed things like social media content, how to do targeted social media ads. And that was going to turn out to be really helpful once you started releasing more music and taking those skills and then applying them to what you were doing and how we were building your brand. But then later, and it didn't come probably till later in 2017 when the company I worked for, it's helpful for all kinds of marketing. It's just how can we do more photos and videos, especially videos. And so they bought a DSLR and a few, I got some lighting equipment and some audio stuff, just some basic things to start making videos for them and fell in love with it. I had done some video stuff in the sense of, I think I edited a couple videos in college. Yeah. On iMovie. On iMovie. (laughs) And I just started getting into Premiere from another side job that I had, but I very rarely had ever like picked up a real DSLR camera. Yeah and shot video. And so I'm learning that on the job. I'm eating up videos on YouTube of how to do it. And then again, benefit for both the company and for me, I'm then taking this camera home and I'm like, oh, Frankie needs videos too. I'm going to practice with Frankie. And this person, all of a sudden I start sharing things and it's like a nonprofit reaches out and they're like, oh, we saw that you do videos. Like you want to do our video? And so all of a sudden I'm building a video freelance career and I'm not really even trying other than I'm trying to get better at this skill that I'm doing that is also benefiting my company. I I just think back knowing my personality, especially had I not had that day job that allowed me to kind of try and practice and learn and do those things and get paid while I do it. Big thing. It's checking all three of those boxes, financial skill building opportunity I probably wouldn't have ever pursued it. I yeah. shouldn't say never, but it just took away the risk factor totally. when it's like, here's some equipment. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to worry about like finding your first clients. Yeah. Like we are your first client, yeah. the company you work for. And that's how I felt working at the church, even down to like we would buy instruments for the church. So I kept the piano at my house during and the week. Practiced and, and so I practiced and learned and I actually now primarily write from the piano. Yeah. And so even things like that, having that equipment at your fingertips is such a gift. And there's something about when someone else, maybe this is just our personalities, but I think when someone else is paying you, like you're being paid by a company, yeah. there's a little bit more of a responsibility of like, I've got to show up and do this thing well. Yeah. Just like you would if you had clients. Whereas If you bought a piano on your own or if I bought a camera on my own just as a hobby, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll get around to it in my free time. But by having a day job where you're able to actually invest in those things and get paid to do it, it really helped grow our freelance careers to what they are now. Yeah, because I mean, as an independent artist, hiring someone to make a music video or to take photos, that's really expensive. Yeah. So for an artist at my level, it's like a dream to have someone like you it's like built in and we kind of got to grow together in that i mean some of our first videos aren't oh yeah we took some down but But it was also you like it wasn't like you were an established artist yet either and i wasn't an established filmmaker or photographer yeah it was like let's grow in this together and that really was the catalyst for us working together more often we had done some music stuff before that and we might share on another episode kind of how we've gotten to work together even before all of that. But I feel like that was the first time where it was like we were on the same page about here's how we can use our skills and really, especially for your music career, help grow that. And then it just so happened that like, oh yeah, I can make some extra money doing freelance stuff on the side too, which 
fast forward to, I loved video. I got better at it. I mean, I hope I get better every video I make, but I get the question a lot and I've talked to friends or whoever a lot of like, why not just go all in? Why not do freelance video and photo stuff? And there's a lot of reasons that go into that, but part of it is I love being able to pick and choose the videos or the photo clients that I take and I don't feel obligated. And you have freedom to do that. I have freedom to do that because I have a day job that is the main source of income. And that actually allows me to kind of get to do a little bit more of what I want to or be more selective and not feel like I just have to take every job because that's what it is. And I think just for us as a couple, we've had a lot of conversations about what we want out of life, where we were going, what we valued. And I don't think I have the stomach, at least at this current stage of life, to be running a freelance business and be a freelancer at the same time as you doing that. Which I mean, that in itself has been a gift. So I stayed at the church job for about four years, almost four years. I rolled off um, staff in 2019, which that was one of the scariest things I've done because I didn't have something lined up. I had started touring with an artist and I'd never done that before. And even that kind of came through relationships. Oh, like yeah. I didn't know him personally. Honestly, still one of the most random things I think that's happened Random, to me. but we can also trace back because yes. you did this and you said yes to this or yes, you met this person. because I put in the hours of like being good at what I do, I could take an opportunity to go with someone on the road because yeah. I was good enough to do that. It's kind of like what Chris and Corinne talked about in our last yeah. episode of like yeah. so much. I mean, you all hinted at it, but yeah. so much of it was relational and you showing up and doing your job and doing the work yeah. and just a relational person in general. Right. And so people just got to know you. And-, and that may have been also part of my mindset when I quit the other job of like, okay, surely things are going to be okay. Thankfully it was. I mean, I know that there are times that you need to stay where you are and it's not always wise to take that leap. But for me personally, doing that is what eventually led to me being where I am now and signing a publishing deal, still touring with that artist, you know, when touring is happening. And it's scary though, because as an artist, you are already kind of constantly questioning yourself. Like, am I good enough at this? And so take away like the full-time job. And I really felt that, but I think I've only grown in my artistry and my skills because once I took away that salary, it's like, okay, well now I have to really do the work and get better at these things. It's a really good example of when to know when it's time to go out on your own. And I mean, logic could tell you, I mean, we couldn't have predicted a pandemic was going to happen, but if you could, logic would tell you, oh, you should have stuck with something more steady. But But I I don't think think either of us have ever regretted me stepping down from that job as far as just the timing and the opportunities that came after. And I think sometimes you just have to take those risks. But, you know, the point of this episode was to show how sometimes those day jobs, I mean, yes, marketing, it can be creative. There are also very non-creative parts of marketing in a lot of what I do, but maybe you're someone who's in a job that you wouldn't consider creative or you are doing something creative, but it's not related to maybe your passion or your pursuit of what you want to do. I guess our encouragement from this episode is there are still ways that that can benefit you. One, never underestimate the importance of just having steady financial income. There are times for risk and there are certain moments of life we can't 
predict or be able to tell where everybody is that's listening to this. So quickly along with that, I would say having something steady like that, especially if you're an aspiring artist, filmmaker, if it's something that's um, freelancy and and very new to you, that's something you want to nurture and be so gentle with. And so to put that kind of pressure on something that new could potentially burn out that flame and yeah. you'd get really, yeah, you could get burnt out. And so having that steadiness. That was one of the things I was going to say that I didn't mention as to why I also haven't gone full time into yeah. filmmaking is I didn't want to burn out on it. Yeah, I didn't want the pressure of it being everything so that I could still enjoy it. And I was like, if I had to do this every day and go after clients and yeah. all the operational stuff, I don't know if I'd like it yeah. as much. So that's like a gift yeah. truly that a steady job offers is like, this thing that you love that you're passionate about until it's ready and you feel confident about, let me go for it. Like nurture it. Yeah. Be gentle with it. And then on the skill building side, there are so many opportunities to learn and grow in what you do at a job. And I can almost guarantee you most employers are excited for you to grow your skills inside because it's going to benefit them in some way. They want their people to get better. And so if you just feel like you kind of do the same rote process or thing every day at your job, what are some ways you can look for creativity and that and build your skills that benefits both you and your company? Yeah. And then lastly, we don't ever want to discount relationships and experiences and how those might turn into things in the future. And like Chris mentioned in the last episode, don't look at that or approach it as I'm going to use these people to get what I want. Right. People see through that. <laughs> they, absolutely. It's how can I serve the people in this place where I'm working right now? Yeah. Look for opportunities to meet new people and grow. And we believe that good things come from that. Yeah. You have to make deliberate decisions at times to move away from a day job potentially or move to another type of job. But more often than not, I think there are ways to grow your freelance or your creative projects and ideas from the day job that you're in right now. Yeah. If you look for it. Yeah. You said it well. And if you listen closely. Look at that. The timing, timing. of that. Finch is awake. Finch and just woke up from his party. nap. He's crying. So I guess that's the end of this episode. The end of this Thank this you episode. for listening. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>